0: Dude, um, what a marathon. <laughs> and we're getting a community.
1: Shall we yeah. jump in a community? Yeah, sure. I'm glad um, you got through all those articles, though. Me too. Okay. Um, let me see. I didn't even have these. Should have had these up to look through them again. It's not no, a huge no amount. Way. I've got about 10. Oh, yeah. This was interesting. And I'll start with this one. Does anyone else hear the dog in sweetness? No. I know, right? This submitted four years ago by Ned the Head. I've talked to so many people about this. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. It's on the first beat of the fifth bar of the bridge when Jim says, sing it back. Or two minutes and 22 seconds for the non-musical people. In the left speaker, right on the downbeat, there is a dog bark. Or maybe someone saying, woo, huh? Do you have this up? Well, they don't, but there's no... If it is, it's got to be in the extras track because please tell me somebody else hears this. It's on Bleed Americans version that's on Spotify. I've Googled it and there's no explanation for it. Just an Easter egg. Um, and technoir Light replies with, "I've heard it." So not only you are so not only you are crazy, but I doubt it was the dog. Um, and then this is it. Let's see, two minutes and twenty two seconds. Let's listen to this sweetness. Now I'm back in yes. I'm looking at yes, yes. <laughs> 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 um,
2: 222. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Alright, give you a five seconds lead in here. You hear it? Woo! Do it one more time. It's it's actually it's not if you listen. Woo! It's a little bit after. Alright, here I'll give
2: mm.
1: you this. No. It just sounds like a woo to me. I don't hear a dog. And then there's a couple of there's a couple of I think it was an Incubus song that I heard a dog barking in a lot clearer. It sounded like a dog going ho ho ho, but I think it was just one of those things where it's either one of the instruments or someone rubbing their hands up against a string. And I yeah, think right. in this case because they do so much when live recording five, and they when I was five. That's what I think. Of. They only <laughs> they only clean so much up that I don't think that it was actually a dog. And then Christian James Hand never brought any attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if it's like how we could hear the punch ins and stuff. Like if you're just hearing that. Yeah. And he also does. Um, and I think it's in the middle. You can hear Jim stepping to the beat in a couple of it. Oh, like he does a little, a little step. Um, And it's clear just because the, the, it's just how he gets in when he's standing there doing the vocals. Yeah, man. That's cool. And that's how he jumps into it. So I, it could have been anything. That's the body percussion. Yeah, right? I got to play that tambo. <laughs> you play the foot, the clamp. Uh, all right, let's see. I've got, okay, speaking of Christian James Hand, Yaz Nasty one year ago said, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday with the session IG Live. Has anyone checked these out? I feel like it's been on here, but I've never seen this discussed. Uh, Sweetness was the last one for a while as he needs a certain recording of the track or something to be able to split out the parts. So that's when he was just, talking about how it works like rock band but Scotty Danger comes in and says I've been watching I'm a huge fan of this kind of peek behind the curtain as both a fan of the band and an amateur music musician recording artist songwriter there's um there's something I love more than taking something apart to learn how it works and these have been like crack for me the tracks are called stems and they're made from the master tapes by muting all of the tracks other than the one they want to hear. Christian loads those into his recording software, then moves the sliders up and down so we can hear isolated tracks and different combos. The master tape or digital file with all of these stems is usually owned by the label because they technically paid for the sessions and CDs, etc. And the band Odin's owes them all the money back. Uh, sounds like they have someone on the inside that Rick is able to get stems from and that he said was trying to get another batch so they will resume eventually. I don't think he did them anymore after that. After he did the Tuesday, Tuesday, I think he yeah. did these two big ones, and then he did the middle, and I, th- I want to say that was it. Uh, but they just give them to him, and he's got them. He's, he's he's shared his screen and shown how many he just has logged in his in a file folder. And he, yeah, so, I mean, he, so,
0: t- he talked to you about it, like he um, he got them from somebody as a trade, yeah, and then from that and becoming like getting popular with the way that he does his show the way that he does the show, more people have submitted and all that yeah. Stuff,
1: so Yeah. But he's supposed to destroy them, not destroy them, but he's supposed to delete them afterward, which I've heard him say on other versions <laughs> of the show. But I don't know how, like, which labels are sticklers for that, or they'll say, like, sure. you've got... I want to say songs like Prince or Michael Jackson, like that level, they're, they're very much like, okay, you can yeah. do this. We need to verify that these files are absolutely no longer in self-destruct. S- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Once you get to that last bit. Yeah. Um oh, I don't, you can't see this one. This was an Asahi Japanese beer commercial from Marky Ooh. McFly 55. This is a 15 second thing and it looks like it's on some kind of GIF platform where it's only going to play it, but there is some audio. And let me see if I can play this here. it looks like just a bunch of kids having a good time out on a, a snowy day in japan and they yeah. happen to bring some asahi with them and they did this little awesome. commercial but they have sweetness playing in the background why not kaiju bait 000 says lmao edgy as fuck and with <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Futures Past also chimes in. I was just looking for this a few days ago after stumbling across a page about the two CD Japanese version of Chase This Light. I wanted to see if it was a different mix since it was, since it said sweetness from Asahi Beer Commercial on the track listing. It has a weird mix of songs on the second CD, including the whole Stay On My Side Tonight EP. So I wonder if this was, let's listen to it again, if this is an actual, like maybe they didn't pop this together. I wonder if the kids... Here, if you want to watch this, you can. I wonder if they just made the video to fit the actual commercial that was an actual Asahi uh, beer commercial. Hmm. Maybe. It was just from a couple of years ago. If you want to take a look, you can see what it
0: looks like. I see, yeah. It looks like when we see, like, oh, look at these people, like,
1: having a blast. Right. Exactly. I mean, the video looks amateur, but... It sounds like all of that stuff, the commercial itself might have been real. Right. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: But then like Steve is just like, Oh yeah, good. I'm glad you posted this. I right, because he was it. actually <laughs> it's like it actually exists and it was part of canon. Right. Right? I believe that he'd seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he's saying, Oh, I heard this existed. I wanted to see it. So, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like he's seen it before. It looks like when it's like, oh, here's my vacation, I use the song Sweetness underneath it.
1: Right. Okay, I've got one um, another video you can't see, and I think this is why they're they video, the Reddit video, so they're o- uploaded to the yeah. Reddit directly. The CDN. This one was from a year ago. Rooster eighty six says, "Sweetness from the caverns last night." So I saw some pictures of the venue. Uh, right, but I wanted to go to that. Show, this yeah. video looks like it is just one long cavern from, and this person's four or five people back, but. You, And then they turn around right here, and you just see. It looks, and you can see, like, the stalactites, the calcium deposits <laughs> up on the top here. I mean, it me seems screen. like a safety issue. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Like, what if you're rocking so hard, they just come down and impale people? Yeah,
1: right. I mean, you can see the, from that from that screenshot there. But it's just one long, bright, very narrow... <laughs> yeah wow it's it's wild just to see that looks like a small venue though it does yeah not a lot of people were there so i've seen anyone that got to go there very very lucky um and then dm matrix says this venue makes every venue in utah look sad and depressing (laughs) (laughs) i wonder why in utah maybe because they have maybe they have similar kind of indoor venues but nothing right Gnom- as unique as that. Yeah. Gnom- I would never heard of that venue until that tour. Right. Nomasaurus Rex. Jesus, where is this venue? And then Rooster86 says, 20 degrees outside, but perfect underground. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. A question that uh, I can answer here. Uh, two years ago by deleted discussion thread. Which version Classic. of sweetness do you prefer? I just listened to Clarity for the first time, which honestly warrants its own because... It's own post because damn, do I love that record. And one of the bonus tracks in Spotify is the original slash demo version of Sweetness. I'm honestly not sure which I prefer. I love both versions and they're not too different, really. But there's still enough differences that the original sounds like a genuinely different version and not just some random demo that doesn't sound as good as the version on the album. I feel like the vocals on the original are more clear and it's easier to understand what he's saying. However, I still really enjoy the original because it's an amazing song. The second, it's the version. And second, it's the version that I heard first and I'm more used to it. I really don't know which I prefer because I listen to both. But from what I've seen on YouTube, it seems like people are somewhat split. But Future's Past, top comment here says, of the three studio versions, Bleed American, Clarity Demo, and Bleed American Demo, I think I like the Clarity Demo The most. I also like the live versions right after the album release when the final "Are You Listening" is swapped with "When You Kiss Me." I think they still do that live, but the early live recordings after it was doing well as a single have something about them.
0: Mm. Yeah, and we'll get into the live recordings in here. I I mean, here's the thing: is I I didn't want to like go down the (laughs) without doing any research. I set aside a bunch of them. Yeah, and so (laughs) I'm hoping that. uh, that it doesn't take up too much of our time. Um, I'm quickly going through the Believe in What You Want DVD because I remember it coming up. Somebody like just straight up asks Jim at a show, like, how come you guys changed the sweetness demo? And I meant to pull that clip, but I never did. I'm (laughs) quickly going through the whole DVD here and looking for that one bite.
1: No problem. I'll just read one of the comments from Bro. Can we get Last Ride of the Night on Goliath? Oh, love him. The clarity demo is very similar to what they sound like live while performing it, but I still prefer the Bleed American version, which is cleaner and has a few subtle touches from the producer that round it out. Uh, this comment thread does not mention what I loved so much about it, which is the uh, that very the end of it when he says, "The sweetness will not be concerned with me, not nah! <laughs> that gravelly voice that Jim. Oh man, uh, there you go. Which version of sweetness? Um, I just this was from eight months ago by deleted. Discussion thread. I just found out the meaning behind sweetness. While it's my favorite song of all time, the lyrics make much more sense. No, the sweetness will not be concerned with me. Means someone you have strong feelings for doesn't feel the same way. Um, And Conway's Triple D. You sure it isn't about drugs? (laughs) (laughs) Hockey Rocks fifty-seven fifty-seven. Someone asked Jim on Twitter and he said no. I honestly thought it was about drugs before that. Yeah. But then, yeah. Cutters 14 says maybe love is another drug. All right. I know we're jumping out around a little bit, but
0: I'm going to jump to 33 minutes. I believe there's some behind the scenes footage of the Sweetness video here. Yeah,
3: yeah. Some, some of really, so, this, is, like there, the some en-
0: this to- is the end of the Bleed America.
3: Yeah, I've never been around like so many girls in their underwear at one time oh. in my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dance
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tom's such a juvenile, man. Look how much he's laughing. <laughs>
2: Sweetness was a
4: fun video to me too. It was a, a little different. We were all really impressed with director Tim Hope's work, um, especially his stuff with, with Coldplay and his, his short films. and. We're not, not in really thinking for someone that's, that's watching it. You know, it's kind of more that they, we just hint at the, the most vague idea of what the song might be about and that they you know, take that in for themselves. And I think Tim is perfect for that. You know, first of all,
2: making videos, once you've got the song, is relatively... It, most, of the,
5: most of it's done in the song. That's the story of this video. Whatever else you put on top of it, the video is pretty much defined by the words. It's
3: a crazy thing to show up
5: on a set and
3: there to be just nothing but like just green all around you and then two months later you receive a tape with the final video and you know it just it looks like a whole new world yeah i i set
5: them in just wanted to create this kind of set them in their room like with that first time you rehearse with your mates and the 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 energy and the vision which drives you uh, when you when you're in a band and you've got to escape the bedroom he
4: creates this um surreal world out of um you know, mostly real images that he digitally, um, you know, captures and then maps into this. You know, creates his own environment. Tom, what do you think about uh, Tim's concept of just uh, a big green thing? <laughs> no, he's going to add in.
3: Oh, it's going to be like digital. <laughs>
4: really? Oh man, I was kind. I was kind of getting into this big green thing
1: too. <laughs> well, well, well. well, what do we have here? Looking uh, at
0: all right, now we're just at a, uh, <laughs> at a different show, but anyway, I wanted to oh cover yeah that a little bit while I was looking for the uh, the thing where that kid asks Jim like, and uh, I think he just responds like I don't know, man, things just change. <laughs> Here we go, sweet. Here it kind of
4: it, it kind of creates like this mood where the, the you know the listeners kind of they're, they're they're being engaged, and you know they might just you know it, it kind of it kind of brings them in a little bit and makes them uh, you know I don't know want to rock out more I suppose, and it's kind of and. and It it, it creates a kind of um, party mood, and so what? What I try to do with the rest of the lyrics is trying to make it kind of uh, uh, depressing. (laughs) I I, I like, I like kind of toying with that sort of mixing um, something that sounds really happy with, with uh, maybe a subject matter which is a little bit more down, and then together it kind of makes a. a weird a weird sort of nostalgic kind of feeling but but at the same time it's 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 um it's nostalgic the first time you hear it in a way actually during the recording of it um i think i think Marky thought it would be a good idea to to put some of these songs on the you know with with uh you know some some of the demos on the on the internet so we could uh you know which kind of made sense too like so we could play out the, the the tunes for um, the fans, and they would have an idea of, you know, they would kind of be a little bit familiar with because we, I know, I know it sucks to go see a band that you really love, and uh, you don't know anything that they're playing.
3: And you know, a lot of those, like all these different versions, ended up on the internet. Exactly. So all of our fans are like downloading no this new song that they, you know <laughs> that, that people are talking about. And like you
2: probably heard this question a lot. i okay. it. Um, like, what made you guys change, like,
4: sweetness? <laughs> what made us change sweetness? Yeah, I don't know. Like, from?
1: From the, like, the demo version. Because, like, the breakdown, I guess, is different. And then, Oh, like, yeah,
4: yeah.
3: Um, I don't know. Just playing around we're, with yeah, it? we're just messing around <laughs> in the studio. Where it's like, let's do this. Okay. This is definitely one of those times where the fans <laughs> were just like, you know, what happened to the song? And then the, the, the one, they get demo-itis is what we call it, you know, like. You get so used to it a little way and you hear it a different way. You're like, wait a second, this isn't as good. But I think objectively it's better because it's more fun.
4: I, I love like, the old sweetness too. They're like two different like
3: versions to be like hidden. Yeah. Like well, the yeah.
4: There's like there's like a year and a half difference in like the recording.
0: So I don't know. I'm kind of with Jim and Zach. Like I don't know what's so special about the demo. It's like whatever. It's fine. But the, I but don't the hear the American that. Versions. Like
1: when they ask, what did you change about it? I don't hear anything other than the quality of his vocals. It almost sounds like, mm-hmm. and, and like you said, the timing is almost identical. It's it's just his vocal both delivery, from the same and then keys, the same BPM, same yeah, everything. How how much they post processed some of those uh, the instruments? I don't I don't see. Yeah. It's not like night and day to me,
0: right? But, yeah, it doesn't it seem like, like, yeah, the fans are like, oh, I love the old version. I was like, I, I just don't have that. Yeah, I
1: mean, I like, that. I, I like the old version, too, but I don't I don't see it as like it's one or the other. It's yeah, I just like that version better because it's got a difference to it. But it's not like it's that yeah
0: <laughs> unique. Um, this is a <laughs> long comment from Reaper 139369. Um, I'll just go through some of the highlights. This is the plus three on song meanings. This is the highest rated to me. This song sounds a lot like a guy who's in love with a girl who doesn't love him back, but he tries to get her to in the opening lines, blah, 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 blah. It sounds like he's trying to get her to hear him out and give him a chance. All she wants is for, uh, all he wants is for, for her to say it back. That's an interesting take. Um, uh, and the second bit string from each other online says here. It's almost if what he's seeing or even in his own mind is that her life is going to fall apart or she's going to get hurt by someone and he wants to save her and protect her. Uh, I was spinning free. Whoa. whoa. Uh, but then he realized that it was all in his head and he's so in love that he got crazy. He took a simple, sweet girl and the love numbered his perception of reality. And the love numbered his perception of reality. Interesting. Uh, so tell me, what do I need? Uh, uh, If she keeps rejecting him, he will give up. He just wants to know what he needs to do to prove himself worthy of her time. Uh, Stumble till you crawl. Uh, maybe he sees her in his mind at a party drinking heavily, and he's worried she'll end up sleeping with someone she'll regret. Uh I'm still running away. Uh, trying to run away from the thoughts of her, and he's tired of being forced to hide his feelings for her, what a dizzy dance! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, uh, he sees that she'll never be able to love him or be as concerned for him as he is for her. These are just my thoughts. I know how this is, but it's a song. It's meant to have different meaning to everyone. Says Reaper One Three Nine Three Six Nine, September Sixteenth, Two Thousand Eleven. So that is the top song meanings. Uh, this is White Lewis's favorite song. Uh on the Facebook group. Um, and here we go. So on Instagram last month I did a challenge for every day for 20 days. To of course, uh, I did a Jimmy World uh chart. So I figured I'd share all the answers I had for everything. Uh let me just search for sweetness. Okay. Uh number three. Okay, number three, it says your favorite song. And number three, sweetness. Always has been, always will be. Uh number eight. Is uh, your favorite lyrics in the sweetness lyrics. No, the sweetness will not be concerned with me is what he set aside. Uh, number 11. Uh, best song related memory. Late night drives of playing video games and listening to sweetness. Um, and number 18. Interesting. What, did he cheat or am I not seeing the whole thing? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Least played song. Interesting. Uh, I changed this to top ten songs. Sweetness. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that is Wyatt Lewis's uh, take on the song. It's his favorite. Uh, shout box. Let's look at some fun shop Oh yeah! This one had eleven pages, eight pages uh, of shout boxes. So let's recently popular or newest. So we'll just go through some of the recently, recently popular, most recent October eighth. 2022. I was spinning free. Whoa. Whoa. Um oh uh here is uh Cax what does this say? Ca Kack, S-O- Oh yeah, thank you. I would never listen to this, but Florida Panthers made I me mean, <laughs> love it. How
1: dare you? January 12th of this year. Uh look at dry clarity version is so fucking good, it's insane. Again, I don't it's fine. Yeah. It, it is good. Yeah, yeah, it's good, but I don't think it's better than the bleed American one. Um
0: Here's Phoenix on uh, April seventeenth, twenty twenty-two. Honestly, kind of reminds me of Third Eye Blind when this popped into my playlist. I first thought it was a Third Eye Blind f- song from Blue or Out of the Vein. I love the song though, much better than the middle. Uh, I agree with all of that. I think <laughs> yeah. it does kind of sound like a Third Eye Blind song, <laughs> although don't tell Zach. <laughs> yeah, <all> right. <laughs> um, reminds me of my childhood, great band, rock on. It. So yeah, nothing else, nothing else hard hitting. Um.
1: I did not play NHL 2003, but there's a lot of people. Me neither. That Lots of love for that. NHL okay. 2003.
0: This is on Jake T. O'Donnell's list. It's in his top 15. i to think of how. Uh, I don't know what I did on this birthday.
1: I don't know. If you don't know, I want to say 11. 12. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetness Bleed American 2001. The
0: middle is the Jimmy Eat World song everyone knows, but I'd argue Sweetness is their best live song, the one that always gets the crowd going most. Usually, either right before or after they play the middle. For years, the band played Sweetness last at every show, but they've gone back to doing the middle. Sweetness isn't uh, really the sugary sweet pop song the title suggests. It's really kind of sad, a hymn about not getting what you want in life. But perhaps... uh, No song of theirs packs as much energy into just a few short minutes. Despite its popularity, Sweetness has long divided the fan base. Here we go. The band posted an early demo themselves and started playing it live in the Clarity Era almost immediately. The version that ended up on Bleed American is pretty different. More produced, bigger sounding, generally more in line with the re- what the rest of Bleed American sounds like, although not different enough for me to separate them out for this. However, the live version the band has played for almost 20 years is closer to the demo than what is on Bleed American. Fans prefer the demo. I'm agnostic on this myself. Eh, yeah, I think I'm with him, but I think I lean more toward Bleed American. Um, In a live setting, sweetness is an unassailable with all four is unassailable with all four guys always bringing their best. The perfectly timed O's from the crowd are such a blast. And every time they finish it, sweetness leaves you wanting a little bit more. What a sweet thing that is, says Jake T. O'Donnell at number 12. Um, there are some twitter FM reacts. Nothing uh, of note there. I'll um, see. What are these? I have some random. Oh, interesting. How did I end up? Oh. <laughs> These are just a few um, funny things I saw on the Reddit in the AMA. These are not answered by the band. (laughs) But today I am a new says I lost my virginity while sweetness was playing. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was pretty. Somebody says best three minutes and 40 seconds ever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see what Winnie Pooh says. This is also in the AMA. Uh, okay, so Jimmy World is mentioned in Something Corporate's Constantine. Have you ever worked with slash toured with Andrew McMahon, and is that something you'd be interested in? Would love to see that show in D.C., says Hatrick Patrick 22. And Winnie Pooh says, dude, even if he just came out and jammed those piano octaves at the end of Sweetness, I would love to see that. Yes, absolutely. Andrew McMahon playing the piano part on Sweetness would be fucking incredible. Um, and here is another from the AMA. Archangel Yolo says the sweetness is one of the, and that's another thing is I feel like more people call it the sweetness, but I didn't actually come across that in my research this time. But this yeah. person did <laughs> Archangel Yolo. The sweetness is one of my all time favorite songs. It also has one. Of, it's also one of the first songs I learned on guitar. Thank you for that. Love you guys. Hope to see you at ACL and Jimmy World replied. Thanks. Can't wait to play ACL. I don't know what that is, but um, Greg Downey on Facebook Says the Clarity version is better. Um, let's see what they say. In, uh, this is on the 90s uh, Hardcore Punk Emo record CDs, Tapes, and Zines group. So that tracks. Uh-huh. August 8th, 2022. This, in my opinion, is the superior version of Sweetness. And to think this album got them dropped from their label. Shows the mindset of Capital dot, dot, dot. And uh, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Somebody else thinks that. Uh, yeah. Steve Steven Ferguson on Facebook. This is in which group? Jimmy Eat World official group. So this is not the fan group. Yeah, this is the the smaller one. Yeah. April 1st, 2020. You have to wonder what possessed them to leave When You Kiss Me off the album version. Anyway, heart. And that uh, they posted this Atlanta June 1st, 1999 show. So let's go and listen to a little bit of this. Uh, I'm going to put this. And this is like, this looks pro shot. I'm interested to hear it. This is June 1st. Ninety nine or yeah, June. (laughs) That's kind of technoy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe they recorded a version like this. Chuggy Stops.
2: Into so it, dude.
1: Uh, man, <laughs> he is so into it. you
2: kiss
0: me, there it is. That's the one you kiss me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I hear it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he still does that live, if not every time. He does it every now and again, and yeah. it is good. I really like those octave chords Tom's doing there. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Get it.
0: Okay, well that was super fun. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just
1: can't turn away.
0: No, I can't. I can't. See <sighs> uh, okay, we're, we're getting through it. We're getting through it. Yeah. Um, so that was Stephen Ferguson's thing. Okay, other versions. We already talked about that. Here, what did Zach Lynn say about the music video? We already talked about the music video. Uh, yeah, I already said that. Um, oh, here, uh, Jimmy World talked about the video remaster. So, yeah, do you think it's a remaster or re-render? You had mentioned re-render. Yeah, there. but that was because... That's, that insinuates that the After effects file was openable and was still relinkable <laughs> right? <years> later 19 <laughs> years later there must be something about the yeah yeah because we remastered in hd but yeah um re-rendered would be
1: what i imagine you would have the footage i mean you could kind of see the cameras and that behind the scenes stuff i don't yeah, know remember but go ahead yeah well, i mean the digital stuff is only so big right so how do you upscale something that's recorded at 720 so, when you want to go twice the size, right? Without, I, I was looking
0: at the, at the, at the
1: behind the scenes
0: footage. And it's hard to tell because even a video camera, once you get it on a rig and a jib and a, and you put the mat box in front of it, it's hard to tell, like, especially 20 plus years on what model camera is in there. However, yeah. when they showed them shooting the individual performances They did the old trick of shooting it vertical so that you had more lines of resolution, which makes me think it was shot in SD (laughs) because that was the old trick. You would get more lines to pull more color out of because you're in a 420 color space. You're not pulling a lot of green out of that in, in, in video. If it's on film, you could pull a grip of stuff in there. But there would be no reason to need to shoot it vertically on film because you wouldn't need those extra lines of resolution. Okay, And they did shoot their individual Right, all the, the shots band vertically. performers themselves. Yeah, vertical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the old trick back in the day. Because you could, it was, uh, you know, uh, what was it, 720 by 480? So you would get 720 lines of vertical resolution. Right. And you can and shoot more of a full body shot that way. Because you're comping it anyway. You're just pulling the green. Right, yeah. Anyway. all you
1: want is this them at their largest and the mm-hmm. most amount of green. So why or, would you have a bunch of least empty of green, green on the side yeah, of exactly. Them, and you could just flip the camera huh.
0: anyway interesting uh, so there is i talked to brandon bonfiglio about it and he said there's certain companies that are doing this like uprezzing and he's like it's wild what they can do now there's even consumer you can buy topaz labs makes it yeah app. i get the i get the uh, ads <laughs> yeah it's like 300 and f- 300 bucks um nvidia has a thing you can feed it a video and it'll spit
1: it back out to you and all that stuff so um it's yeah but this was 2000 and this was 2000 no when did they redo it 2020 yeah you're right yeah, yeah, it could have been I, they were probably
0: on a bit like these people can do it. Like, you know, yeah, what I mean, like at yeah. that time in and now it's a little more democratized. Um, OK, who sampled? I go into this a lot on the middle, so I won't do it here. But it's th- uh three songs have sampled this. If you're listening by Ghastly. Oh, The Life of Emo by Captain Cuts. I love that. And then Sweetness, Kevin Osmond remix. So let me. See what happens. What happens when I press play on it? Does it play a thing? No, that's a completely different thing. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, yeah, no, it does say it's sampling. It says sample appears right at the beginning. Let's see. That's House of the Rising Sun. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure. Um, anyway, uh, there's this Who sampled website that I go to that that talks about that. So it's sampled in three songs and then covered by six people. Ash Glenn in the bluff the animal in me and i didn't pull all these covers these
1: are all got to be official covers then eight
0: bit universe twinkle twinkle little rock star kevin osmond yeah yeah so who did the remix in the other one if it's worth mentioning i put it down below uh the hood internet so i also pulled this for the middle let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of this because it's not very long and let's see if we can pick out. My guess is this is like Captain Cuts, where it's like. Just this was early. This is like two thousand five or from-
1: six, I think, when these when Hood Internet was doing their. Oh, thing. is that what it is? Yeah. Okay.
0: I wasn't familiar with their work. Get but... <laughs> Shins Weezer. I saw you t- take off your pants and jacket. Another gorilla's reference
2: this episode. I'm
1: useless, but not for long, the future is coming on. I ain't happy. I'm
2: feeling glad I got sunshine In a bag, on useless, but not for long, the future is coming on. It's
1: Rocktown.
2: That's like
0: Andrew WK. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Be just fine, will be all
1: right, <laughs> all right.
0: I feel old now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it reminds you of those. Yeah, I
0: knew so much of that. So. Yeah, right. Felt like high school. Um, and then there was this drumless version. I, I'm interested in, although we kind of, now nah, we kind of listened to that with the uh, Christian James Han, his version. Okay, so the earliest version I have is even earlier than the one we watched. I'm kind of interested to see how much different it sounds. This is from November of '98. Oh boy! So like eight months before the last one we just watched. This is them performing it. Early live version.
2: <laughs> hey. it sounds
0: like somebody who's heard the song once and they were like, all right, let's cover yeah. it. <laughs> Are you listening? <laughs> let's go let's jump to two-thirds of the way in and then see what happens. I'm doing those octaves though <laughs> um, I love an SNL performance let's hear them playing it on SNL in 2002 ladies and gentlemen Jimmy Eat World
2: once again Jimmy Eat
0: that was a weird Cameron Diaz uh, impression you had there <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who it was until ladies and gentlemen I was like
1: <laughs> the 50-50 shot here <laughs> Andy <laughs>
0: I, did, I was interested to see if he does when you catch yeah. me there. Um, okay. Uh, Letterman. I could not find it. You did know what? You I think it? we've looked before. It's hard to find that. Okay. They must have just wiped it, it. He is slowly putting a bunch of old clips, but not musical guests. So it's possible a rights thing or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's jump forward. How about five years from there? I'm just skipping ahead. This is November 2007. And this is on archive.org. Oh, you know where this is? This is uh I had to go to fishy recordings.
1: Oh, a little um, fishy. Back the yeah. the backlog. Yep. Yeah.
0: Let's hear how it sounds, then we'll jump to the bridge. It sounds like they uh dropped it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen. <laughs> I love how they do different interpretations of the open. Let's jump to two thirds and see what happens there. Was that Zach messing up a little bit? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because he does do that now. We go, but um, it sounded like he missed it. Though. <laughs> missed that cue there. Um, let's jump forward. Okay, let's do this. This is the semi-most recent, and then we'll, these are both Zach Lynn drum cams. Oh. So here is 2017 drum cam, which is solid. And we'll hear how it intros and then we'll go to the. Oh. He looks so comfortable.
1: Excited to be here.
0: Yep. He's got A customs.
1: Yeah, it sounds so crisp. So crisp.
0: (laughs) So he said, if you're listening there. So he dropped the, when you kiss me. And then I want you to see, this is when he does the... There he comes. There he comes. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, buddy. There it is. <laughs> okay. And then most recently, uh, Zach Lynn play along. He did it on Twitter. Now, will it let me
1: do it? Had you put tweet video? Let you put Vimeo in there, didn't it? It did. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> uh, it's
3: the 20th anniversary. Uh, Bleed American so I thought I'd play for you um, one of my favorite songs to play on Bleed American which is Sweetness. Um, I'll play the part for you and then I'll kind of just do a slower version of it so people who might be wondering how I'm playing it or what I'm doing you know uh, the reality is like most of the drum parts on Bleed American are really really simple and you can pretty much tell what I'm doing just by listening to it but Sweetness might be a little bit different Um, it's slightly more complicated um, although it's really not, but it sounds more complicated. So it's I will show you how I do on. it. I'll slow it's it down a little bit and walk you through it. Alright. So the verse parts of Sweetness are the parts that I love to play the most. Ugh. Right? So that's basically the part. Um, so. What I'm really doing is I'm, I'm, my left hand is on the snare, my right hand is on the hi-hat, and I'm doing ghost notes. I'm doing these little quiet notes in between, and it kind of makes it almost sound like a, almost like a train, you know? Right? So, um, those little ghost notes make it sound more complicated than it is. So, I'll play it slower. It. And you just play it faster. It's so simple, David. That's pretty much it. So just use
1: the ghost notes. <laughs> That's pretty much it, man. Ghost You're notes, just gonna do it like you know, that, like I man. Played
3: it as I slowed it down and slap, slap, a buddy. Thanks for watching.
1: Yeah, there it is. Free. That's a free lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so
0: that is that. Okay, I figure we could cherry pick some covers. So I have three by, like, professional bands. Sure. And then maybe I'll, like, choose. Oh, no, and then I have a gift for you. Then I'll, that's all I'll do. Okay. Um, All right. What do you want? You you want your gift or you want my three cover bands? Um, Or do you want to
1: choose a few, a a couple worth? I want to wait on the gift because I know, I think I know what it is, but I want to wait on the gift for a little bit. (laughs) um how about this let's listen to paramore covering sweetness
0: now i don't know if this is the best video but this is the one that i found that everybody kept posting so posted by c s
2: you know if you know the song just all you gotta do is sing it as loud as you can all right you think you got that
0: well let's see if you got that you ready this is posted 15 years ago So good. <laughs> now let's go to the bridge. Let's hear how they end it here. If you kiss me. <laughs> oh, she's so good. They're yeah. so good. Yeah, they are. All right. So that's Paramour. We the Kings. Now I just talked about this song. They did "Check Yes Julia," didn't they? Yeah, I love we that the, song. That, yes, the, that, the thing. What's funny is I like the verses of that song, and the choruses I don't think are very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not memorable. But anyway, this is We the Kings playing "Sweetness" at Bamboozle. Ah, oh my god.
2: god. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right we got it my goodness (laughs) my word (laughs) they were the kings of brick waveforms i'll tell you what look at it okay this band runner runner the only thing i know about runner runner is mark hoppus played them on his old podcast in 2008 that's the most i know about runner runner
1: okay runner
0: runner but i was familiar with their name so i put them in the hopper (laughs) (laughs) this is 14 years ago Oh
2: shit.
0: I was never into this like Hollywood. Pop punk, like I don't know how to describe it. This is what I imagine: scary kids scaring kids sounded like. But I never listened to that band.
1: <laughs> I know what you mean. It sounds super produced. Yeah, like that. Couldn't I think that be, dude's wearing that a be riot be T-shirt too. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Like it couldn't be done live. Like that is only exists. No, yeah, in yeah. that in that we'll studio. See, environment. Let's see how they come out of the bridge here.
0: Oh shit! The after- yeah. I don't know. I'm not mad at it. This yeah. definitely has a place. It sounds clean. It sounds it's very clean. summery. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I was good. never really into that scene, but it's fun. I I, I didn't hate it. it. It was an exciting new take. Okay. Let me fire up. Cause I just didn't, I never put a link in the doc. Um, Cause I made it after the fact when I was supposed to be doing my uh, research for the middle. I did this. Um, so I made the band, uh-huh, but I made the band using some of our favorites from the pod if if we had them, so I buried the hatchet, I put little red guitars in here, yeah, <laughs> all right, I got sugar pill, so dude, one band with little red guitars and sugar pill, and then I got Kurt Bertuski, who we've seen I think oh, yeah. he's in the community we've we definitely talked about him a lot. Christina Schiano on the drums, who I think we've seen before. Um, but she had the most views as a drummer, uh, as a as a fan drummer, I think. And then Jean-Denis Cote on vocals. I don't know him, but he was the most views on vocals. Okay. And then Daisy Pepper on bass, most views on bass. And those are the only people. So here is uh, Jimmy E. Pod makes the band playing Sweetness. <laughs> Look at the bass player. I think she has lights in her fretboard.
1: The, uh, those fret markers? I believe those fret markers, those inlays are lit and up. They're illuminated, huh?
0: So we've got it Kelly a strat, and an SG.
1: <laughs> it does kinda of look like Tom in the top right. Totally. <laughs> That's the, the way, way he's Kurt. holding that SG. Yeah,
0: Kurt. Kurt looking like Tom. Man. Kurt Barutski
1: Yeah, we have seen her before, the bassist, right? I wanna say that
2: Is
1: that you're talking about or the drummer? I think both maybe we've seen before.
0: Should have cut Mr.
1: Bean into this. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. (laughs) Right in the middle.
0: No, and the sweetness. Killing all the drums, man, dude. I love that the engine room is girls. Yeah. So many fills. Oh, yeah.
1: Darken those panels out, man. Yes. Oh, you leave little red guitars for last. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so, so there good. it is. I made the
0: band. Oh, and so good. With some of the some of the goats from over yeah. the years, man.
1: Oh man. Been with so us. That was
0: my uh <laughs> that was my uh that was my contribution.
1: That was like, awesome, man. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to play any of these. <laughs> Let's see. Like, there's okay, I'll play a couple. Let's see. Because yeah. I, I like yours. I almost wanted to end with yours. Let's see. This is this is woof. This is a full band here. Let's see how this one sounds W O O F or yep. W O L F? W O O F. All caps. Woofs. Dip- and how did you find them? These ones I went and. F-
2: oh,
0: look at this video. You did? No, I've never seen this. this I is love great. the chord progression, though, that they did. Me, too. Holy shit. this is like hello
1: goodbye Owl City yeah the chorus is cool too man dude and it works
0: I love this good find Justin yeah man
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, this is really
2: good.
1: And the video, too. I mean, it's instead so of just lovely. having their cover, they actually had this cool video.
0: I love this chord progression.
1: Listened this far. (laughs) This is
0: real good. (laughs) Like, I will probably play this tomorrow in the car. (laughs) Like, I would want to do a rock version of this chord progression yeah yeah that was good good job wolf
1: yeah fuck oh. <laughs> I don't know again <laughs> Okay, let's see. That was a good full band. Um, here, you know what? Since we're doing remixes, this is a cool. This is called the Pasadena Dream Remix. I don't know Pasadena. if it's going to be as good as the Woof, but I like this one too. If you're whoa, oh, oh. Ooh. Back, whoa, oh, oh.
0: Yes, please. <laughs>
1: That was real good. Yeah. Um, Jeez. I was going to play a little Captain Cuts if we're in the remix realm. Let's do that because I've got. okay, I've got two from SoundCloud that I thought were good remixes.
0: Okay, this is we've talked about Captain Cuts before in this entire mix. But let's listen to a little bit of the sweetness that I used to know.
1: It's so good. Um, You know, I forgot that these were, I think these ones are remixes, but they're back to being covers. So mm. let's try this. This is a SoundCloud thing. Did I paste it right? It's copy. Let's see. All right, let's see how this works. This is Dj D33J. If oh. <laughs> I feel like this is something my students would listen to. <laughs> Yo, this is fire, Mr. Yes. M. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. is that jim's voice affected? like it's so weird because it's it's not sped up it's just pitched up right yeah uh
1: okay i have this this is hello bedo i think this is also soundcloud hello bedo another interesting chord progression I'm still at this place. Uh, what's his name Who are y'all thinking of Skrillex Skrillex that, those drops in there yeah. interesting um, okay that's pretty uh, much it that's all like the Iron good Optimus ones
0: Optimus Prime yeah <laughs>
1: alright um, I have this one last thing I
0: have okay, to play it go ahead um, Sweetness by Jimmy World on Mario Paint one of yes. my favorite
1: SNES games of all time <sighs> I love a good SNES Paint remix
0: Well, Justin, what are your final thoughts? Maybe we can do final thoughts over. Uh, okay. Oh, wait. Uh, well, I guess I did a rave DJ though. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, same to me. All right, let's talk rave DJ. This is fun. <laughs> Here, we'll go back to this when we do final thoughts.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> okay, what do you have for rave DJ? I have sweetness for the memories. <laughs> oh, o- thanks for the memories. Yes, and I'm hoping that, that this can deliver once again. So, yes, uh, Fallout Boy. And Jimmy twirled. <laughs> Really it's like two things There's going on, on fun at once. stuff in there, but yeah. Yeah, a lot to t- to
0: digest. This uh, is called Sweetness with mm. three S's. This is Jimmy World and Yes. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope it, it just, just dives really right, right in. In. <laughs> Yeah. Bus. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's so. <dumb. laughs> it's, it's like a fever dream. <laughs> it yeah, feels like it's two a.m. I'll tell you what. Oh man. The moan. <laughs>
0: Alright, Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song Sweetness by the band Jimmy Eat World? Oh, man.
1: This is so high up there. Yeah, In my in my uh, loved Jimmy Eat World songs. It Listening to it, uh, even though we listened to it all the way through, I feel like in different variations, like 12, 13 times tonight, right? Every time I watched it, I still felt the energy. I still felt all of all of the instruments that go into that, I and mean, even listening to Tom doing his uh, his octave chords, but you can yeah. hear Rick's bass, hear Tom's uh, octave chords. You can hear Zach crushing it back there, before and after when he's doing that little bom bomb, bom bom. Bomb, bomb. But then you know, at the epicenter there is Jim with all the energy playing those those chords. Um, it's it's almost it's hard to say that it's. It's close to being a perfect rock song. You know, it's up there. It's it's so well done, and I know why it's played so much and why it's used so much, and the teams love it and kids love it and parents love it just because it's such an amazing song. I don't know, man. This is an awesome track. What about you? Yeah, agreed.
0: I mean, it's just so well-crafted, and it has all the simple, repeatable, fun elements that you want in a song, But with deep lyrics, if you want to look into them. And I think Zach is right. I think it's, you know, the middle gets all the love. But Sweetness is objectively the better song.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, this was daunting to go through. I'd be interested to know if anybody made it through the entire episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Especially, like, oh, there's a band about Jimmy World? All right, cool. Let me check out the Sweetness episode. Oh, it's four hours long? (laughs) (laughs) So, Anyway. (sighs) Um, that's uh, that's it, and now everybody can hang out for a little longer and check out our interview with a uh, longtime Jimmy World fan and Jimmy Pod fan, Aaron Bunkard who we've talked about many a time on the pod, and are excited to have him on here. So, I guess, um, man, if you find yourself uh, having yourself a dizzy dance or see somebody who is uh, crawling uh, on the floor from too many drinks, uh, just remember to be excellent to each other.
2: And for the old dudes! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 well,
1: hello, everybody. Guess who we have today? We have Aaron Brungart, a uh, longtime listener of the pod and a podcaster yep. himself. And sure I, I'm excited just to spend the entire time talking about the 86 Dodge Ram D50 that both he and I shared in our separate lives, <laughs> our separate but equal with lives. Up sound systems. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with my Pioneer 6x9s. Uh, yeah, I was, so. I was
5: Kenwood Man myself.
1: Is that oh, Ken Woodman. all? Kenwood Man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So we can talk we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Jimmy Eat World and music and then also comedy. You're you're into comedy?
5: Oh yeah. I hope so. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so we're going to go all over the place in this conversation here.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Let's do. Yeah. It. Uh,
1: David, what did you did you have anything to add, sir? Uh no, I'm just
0: stoked to get into it and this on our on our uh uh semi-penultimate, what's a what's a, a second to last uh <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> right? episode of the pod. Uh, we've only talked about having you on for. I mean, you've been listening literally since the beginning, so it's exciting to actually like not kind of not meet.
5: Quite, you. Uh, I well, actually I mean, have going back that in written...
0: the DMs. It felt like uh, we got all the way back yeah, to 2020, it, it... August of 2020, I think.
5: Yeah, yeah. So is that when did you guys start?
0: October of 2019. October 2019. Which, yeah, yeah.
5: So you've been going yeah. for about a year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I I was going to say I I found out about the pod because you guys. Commented or replied to Mark Hoppus saying something about clarity on Twitter. Oh yeah, and I was like, "Holy shit!" There's a Jimmy World podcast. (laughs) I had to check this out. So guerrilla marketing works, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, that was sort of the approach. Is like we both felt like, okay, well, neither of us are really like involved with the Jimmy World community at large. So like, what was it going to look like if just these two random dudes showed up and were like starting a mosh pit? You know. So we were basically like, let's let the show grow, figure out what it's going to be, and people will find us. And it's all ever evergreen content for the most part anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, other than when we're like, hey, man, uh, I didn't go to work this week. I hope this COVID thing goes away quick and like, <laughs> stuff like that. But like, yeah. for the most part, it's all evergreen content. So we were like, people will go back and find the show. And we've even talked about remixing the old episodes in mm-hmm. terms of like, Pulling out all of the non sequiturs, pulling out all the stuff where we go off topic, which I find to be the fun part of the show. Don't do it. But
5: (laughs) that's what hooked me. You guys went off on a ten minute jag on on Jurassic Park, one of the early episodes. Oh my gosh! And I was like, I'm in. This is this is
0: great. (laughs) Oh good, I'm, I'm glad you do. But and and I suppose that's just maybe not for everybody. I was thinking like we never simul posted to YouTube, and maybe that'll be the YouTube version of the show is the very accessible version. Um, but we'll see we'll see that also requires work so <laughs> yeah don't do that
2: <laughs>
0: um uh so yeah um you're in the podcast space um you talk about how you went from uh like a photochem restor- rest- restorative artist or, mm-hmm. or at least working in that realm to working yeah. um with mark maron and his company
5: well it's not mark maron it's bill burr that the other one <laughs> <laughs> the bald one uh mark's got a great head of hair um, <laughs> That's right. yeah, I was, I, you know, I went to San Diego state, uh, cause I'm from San Diego, or, you know, basically grew up there my whole life, brief stint in Chicago when I was born. But, um, I moved up to LA to work in the movie industry, um, hopes to write and direct. Uh, I moved up though two weeks before the writer's strike in 2007. Oh, so God. just great timing to find work. <laughs> I mean, you've heard um,
0: me talk about that. My, my time with that too.
5: <laughs> yeah. 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 So I like, I had one interview the day before the strike started for, on 24, which would have been a dream, but didn't get it. And then was out of work for months. And then, uh, a buddy of mine knew some people at Photocam, got me in there and I worked there for a while, worked for, up the ladder. And when I got to digital restoration, um, we we're working on, you know, Disney movies and a lot of universal, uh, Movies that were damaged in the fire at, at the Universal lot that uh, the Ghost Whisperer started, Jennifer. Le oh, Hewitt.
0: that's right! I forgot they were involved. Yeah, Come on, yeah. Jennifer, Pew- they're, they're
5: pyro people. But um, so I was working on all of those, and that's when I got super into podcasting. I'd been listening since I was in San Diego and in college, mostly to like Kevin Smith, and my friends had a few podcasts themselves. Um, but that's when I really got into it because all I was doing all day was just like hands hands and eyes and that's it for hours just digitally taking dirt and scratches out of film uh i did work on breaking bad so i got to see the finale four months before everyone else nice um with no nda really a mistake there whoa um no i didn't tell anybody i just <laughs> I told you were just, nda'd at Photochem, so maybe i couldn't <laughs> talk about their technology sure I see. but um but yeah, so that's when I got super into, super into podcasting, got involved in fan communities and things like that. And then, uh, I got laid off because that's how the film industry goes and how it's going particularly in that realm of it where it's greatly being outsourced. Um, and I'd already like my friend worked on a podcast and she was like, Hey, ATC, all things comedy is looking for interns to help build the website. So I was doing that on the side. Um, And so I had Al Madrigal from The Daily Show. I had his email address. And uh, after about 10 months of uh, banging my head against the wall trying to get a film job again, uh, I just said, hey, I have skills if you need them. And I was in the studio the next day, and I've been there for eight and a half years.
0: That's great. I love
5: Al Madrigal. Yeah. Al Madrigal, Bill Burr, started the All Things Comedy. It's a a comedy podcast network that that is branched off into a full blown production company. We've made two movies now. Uh Bill Burr's directorial debut, which will be out hopefully this year, called Old Dads. And then another one. Um and yeah, we've we've just been in the podcast space for years, when it was two guys in a room um to now there's like 11 employees. It's still small. And I'm I'm the main studio engineer and have been since basically since that day one. It's crazy.
0: Wow. And yeah. so now I've got to ask, like you've heard the our show evolve over the years. Now we have a soundboard. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. But, uh, Son of a you... bitch.
5: <laughs> the Wilhelm. The Wilhelm yeah, is my it is. favorite. When it... a well placed Wilhelm. Oh yeah. The best.
0: It's so weird too, and I've I've showed it on the pod, but uh, I guess not on, if you don't. But the way that it works on my board is somehow it got it got tied to this. Turn knob, so I feel like I'm twisting, twisting
2: a the <laughs> So bizarre, pretty good.
5: Yeah, that's so bizarre for a sound effect. Um, but yeah, we have a we have a full blown um, podcast studio in Burbank, which I would have recorded out of, but it's a Sunday night, and my background would have just been like completely dark because my yeah. little area is like yeah. I'm in the corner, super dark, and then everything's lit, you know, off to the side.
0: So as somebody who works in an actual podcast studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're seeing, I mean, you're literally seeing how the, how the sausage is made here. We record separately and then, uh, uh, the files, I mean, I could talk to you technically how it's basically working Is I'm recording an audition. I've got me on a clean clean channel. I've got you and Justin on a clean channel and I've got my soundboard on a clean channel. All three of those get uploaded to Google drive mm-hmm. and Justin has access to that by the morning. He's able to pull those files down, lay them in and all that stuff how does our MacGyvered ass together <laughs> workflow sound uh, to a professional podcast engineer
5: i've always been and i and i mentioned this in my itunes review uh of the show is i have always been impressed cuz i could always tell you guys aren't in the same room but how good it sounds so oh, good. kudos to you
0: i, I and- I convinced Justin to get the same mic that I have. I don't remember what this is. Is this a 7B? Is that what it? I it's like it.
5: the 7B X or something like that. Like it's oh, okay. USB, yeah. right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, because yeah. mine's, I've got the the original, the XLR, and I have a little Behringer box. Yeah. Is
0: that USB? the one where I see like people have them, but they have like a cable coming out of here and then it goes up into the thing. And I'm yeah. always like, what does that
5: person have? Yeah. Yeah. That's the That's the right way to do it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> i mean you got it on a nice you can both have it on arms which is nice i didn't bring one that would have been a whole nother thing to set up but uh you know, so hopefully i won't do that too much tonight oh no no, no you're good you're good yeah yeah
0: all right cool well, i think we got the nerdy stuff out of the way Justin. unless you have any other podcasting no, yeah. questions no i'm ready to get into this
5: i mean i've got i got stories for days but you know it, it's it's not a bad way to make a living to laugh all day long I mean, yeah. as, as hard as it can be, I'm cutting live video at the same time on a software switcher. Um, are you
0: using Blackmagic or what are you using?
5: We're using Blackmagic cameras, but um, Blackmagic micros, but uh, live stream Studio is my, oh, okay, cool. my uh, recorder and uh, switching software. Cool,
0: man. I didn't realize yeah. you, dang, you're like engineering and like live cutting, doing the line cut.
5: Yeah, because I mean, that's really where I come from is, you know, the film major and TV production classes and... So I've done technical directing, you know, on a larger scale to some, to some degree or whatever. But how many you know, shows are you doing a day out of that studio? Out of the day, at, because I also booked the studio, so I try not to do more than three or four. And I I did five the other day, which is insane. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have my own thoughts anymore. Um, <laughs> do you? You I pass the line, your cut voices. off to
0: an editor, though, right? Like. And they have all the cameras if they if there's like a if there's a flub no, in the in no, the I, line No, I do no.
5: it all live, yeah. Shit. I can do that, but it, it there's like a sync sound issue. Um, oh, okay. So I just I do it all live and everyone's pretty content with the fact that they, they walk in, then they walk out with a fully produced thing that they can immediately post if they want. If they want and do you chime in on these
0: on these episodes? Because I, I don't think I listen to any of the shows on that network, but like I might if you, if they're always going to throw it to you. Like Aaron, is this sound? Oh what yeah, do you think Aaron?
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I talk on a few. Yeah, hell yeah, that's dope. Yeah, or I'm referenced. I'm referenced. I always love something.
0: hearing the engineers like uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Um Danil, are always DJ talking Danil. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm DJ definitely. I'm more I'm
5: that, on. that on some shows than others.
0: Sure. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just depends. <laughs> well, and then Zach and Donald on Fake Doctors, Real Friends will talk to because uh, I guess Danel and uh, Joel work on the um, New, Girl. New Girl Rewatch podcast and they're like are you guys Always on that show t-? like they're so jealous yeah, And they're yeah. like no we don't talk on that show As much as we talk on this one they're like yeah you better not <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'm basically The yeah the engineer there uh, the, the G.G. channel of all things comedy Or There's several other guys I can name that are like Do the same thing as me for other networks Or that's really nerdy
0: and do you guys all chat no no
5: (laughs) no if anything it's more of a friendly rivalry i guess oh okay no i just i just don't know them (laughs) 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 but yeah Uh, it's funny because there's a show called going deep with chad and jt um and they have a segment on the on the end of episodes usually where it's like uh they they talk about their their babes of the week their legends of the week their beefs of the week and then they do a quote of the week and the quote of the week for a long time when I was participating was a, a Jimmy world lyric from the episode you guys had covered that week. Whoa. It just, you just, you guys made it so easy for me. It's like, oh, well I do love that song. They've covered it. Um, so <laughs> it's, you could line it up if you were insane, but don't, <laughs> um, but I did that for probably a year. Um, so thank you for making my job with them easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so let's yeah. talk about Jimmy World. So you, sure. uh, when, what was your sort of uh, your uh, introduction to the band?
5: So my introduction to the band was like, I feel like I had heard Lucky Denver Mint playing on the radio in San Diego, um, like a ninety-one X or Rock 105.3, one of those uh, stations, and I definitely heard Blister, because as soon as I, I bought Clarity for myself years later. I was like, "Oh, I know I know that chorus for sure. I mean, it's such a banger." Um but really obviously when the middle hit, that's when they fully became on my radar. Well, medi- medium on my radar. Um and then I started like right after high school, I started working in um concert security because I thought that would be like the most awesome job ever. So I worked for a company that did all like the major venues. And like but I also I joined I got that job 2 weeks before 9/11. Oh, shit. So it made that job super intense at times, but luckily, late later that winter or whatever it was, or fall, um, I was working at Cox Arena in San Diego at San Diego State, and it was Jimmy World opening for uh, Tenacious D and Weezer. <laughs> and uh, at that point, I was a bigger Weezer fan because you know, the, obviously, the Blue Album, Pinkerton, Green Album had been out. Um, and I knew some of the B-sides had a woman on their on their uh, track. Like, um, I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams. you know that song?
1: Yeah, Rachel Hayden I was it. She, she that was something. Rachel Hayden. Yeah.
5: So that's even crazier because she's she was on stage with Jimmy World that night, and I was like, God, I hope she stays for Weezer so they can <laughs> do that song. But what ended up happening was, and, and and I mentioned this on Instagram too, like I got posted, the only time it's ever happened, I got posted. I mean, I'm a big guy, but like I'm not. Jacked, And I got posted (laughs) right in front of the stage to catch crowd surfers as they came in. And there was one, and it was a 10-year-old boy, and it was during Weezer. (laughs) And I caught him. I mean, I got him down safely. But I was literally, I like, Jack Black is right here. Jim's right here. Rivers is right here. (laughs) It was insane. But ultimately, like, that set, of Jimmy worlds, which was like very like mellow and slow. And obviously the crowd wasn't really there and really into it yet. Um, Cause it was, you know, clarity bleed American era. But I mean, that's when I was like, holy shit, I gotta, I gotta really, I gotta go home and buy this album. And I went home and bought bleed American, which at that point, you know, was just kind of self-titled or whatever. So my CD says, you know, it doesn't say bleed American on it, which sucks.
0: <laughs> is that, are you the type of collector that is like, always kind of like digging through like amoeba or no, like a used record store and like, Oh, let's see.
5: Not really. I have them. I have every album on hard copy. Cause I always buy them on hard copy and then just burn them or, or do the download code later. Um, I don't have all of them on vinyl. I'm not, I'm, it's really weird. Cause I thought before your podcast, I thought I was a huge fan and I am, but like, cause I'm passionate, but I don't have all the rare, like you guys have blown my mind on so many of the songs. Like, even party hard last week not that i really love that song or andrew wk um but i was like whoa i didn't even know they did that and that was three years ago so some of the tracks you guys have played i'm I'm just i was like oh i'm i'm the real deal because i have ramana and it's like (laughs) no no there's been so many songs i didn't know (laughs) like they'd put out i would never heard the single cd you know oh yeah i'm not uh, i'm not really a big fan of uh prevails but you know you guys have turned. You guys actually turned me on, like Claire and a couple songs. So
0: I think I feel like we've come. Like we're always surprising ourselves. Like it's almost like it's it's like uh, invented to me. Like as a whole, I don't love it. But when we break down each song, I'm like, I don't know. This was a great song.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's possible. I mean, I don't love how it sounds as a whole, and I wish I wish they would. I'll never. They'll never do it. I wish they would re-record it. Even if we got a Phoenix sessions of it, I bet it would sound. Tremendous, but yeah, you know, I don't know if that'll ever happen either. Yeah, um, it, go
1: ahead. Oh, well, doing the research for those songs on Static, static Prevails, and you, you know, doing them individually, and you start to see that there's some kind of that uh, there's more than just these songs. Like you hear the album, and you hear the the album in, in its entirety, and maybe it doesn't resonate with you, but like you you take them. And these songs individually, and you see, there's a story behind this one. My favorite one is "77 Satellites," right? And that's talking mm-hmm. about this array of satellites that they had started to communicate, basically before cell phones. And that's what they were writing about. But you mm-hmm. start to see that these 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 they were kids essentially, and they were writing about whatever was maybe on the news at the time. And like maybe it's a deep message for some people. Other people, it's like very like surface level with what they were talking about. But all of these songs, they had this. Either it started from. Uh, something that they had sketched up in a notebook or if it was a an article or some kind of news story and like you start to go through that and we'll do research and i'll say hey did you find out this this thing or david will explain something to me that i had no idea about so it's like this learning experience and i'm glad that you guys get to listen to that because you get to experience it you know almost the same way that we did as we learn about it but it makes it that much more interesting so maybe like listening to static prevails 15 years ago I was like ah, that's okay it's not my thing but now having gone through the, all of the tracks on that album it's like it's a different yeah. kind of effect that it's that it's um left on me some kind of impact
5: yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean we'll see i I can give it a run i can give it another run I don't know yeah and it's <laughs> yeah.
1: listening to I mean it obviously again.
5: I came in at bleed American so like that's the sound I love yeah and that's the album I love and and it might be my favorite album clarity is like right you know one two um what's funny is going through your process and, and, and listening to your show, uh, made me realize that, like, I, I was listening to bleed American start to finish when I hit cautioners, I realize is when I fell in love and that's like, not even my favorite song at all. Um, but like something about that sound, like spoke to me and those, and the chorus and just like, yeah, this is this is gonna be one of my favorite bands, and then I got clarity, and I was like, "Oh, this is my favorite band." Yeah, uh, and they're still playing. Like, that's how lucky is that? I guess. But yeah,
0: um, well, let's talk about it because I played I played uh, Bleed American Through today as well, and I also had that like goosebumps feeling during Cautioners, which is again standalone, not a song I think of a whole lot. Um,
5: they never play it live. No,
0: and uh, but the way that that chorus opens up. Compared to how stilted and tight the verses are, it, it's such a great release. It's it's just a really well crafted song. Yeah. um But let's talk about sweetness, which you're catching us right before we actually do that marathon record we're, Yeah, oh, we're doing okay. sweetness so we're in that, the middle tonight. tonight the plan. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I mean, we're doing both tonight. Yeah. um You're doing
5: which is in the middle tonight? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. Can Jeez. you believe it? Can you, you are... believe it? I, I did i did say maybe we should save the covers for another time we'll talk about the standouts but we'll save the covers like i did uh this is news to justin but i did a making the band at least for one i haven't done it on the other yet but maybe i'll do it in the break oh that was really um, so great uh, yeah but i did make the band for sweetness but what is it about sweetness when you were uh you were reaching out you were like hey you're reaching the end of the pot i'd love to be on mm-hmm. um and i'm glad we had you on and the one of the songs that you wanted to to be on was sweetness. What is it about that song do you think that sort of uh got you uh, piqued your interest and made you want to sort of chat about it?
5: I think I think that was really the one that that was obviously popular at the time, um 102 where like the middle didn't really speak to me although that solo fucking rips. Sorry if I, I cursed but oh, I I work Thanks. in comedy I'm not gonna be able to stop. Um <laughs> you should hear what I hear. Um Something about that didn't really resonate with me. I, I love the song now. It's, I don't love that they end with it every time, but you know, whatever. Um, you guys should definitely end with it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, although I hope they they put out more tracks and that we get more episodes of your pod. But um, something about, uh, Sweetness was like the next single, the next video. And I definitely remember, sitting and watching like they're in a van or something, isn't it? There's like a lot of visual effects. And they're in a yeah. van. Um Just something about that. Obviously, obviously it's a banger. It's a big like crowd pleasing. Let's all shout at once sort of song. Um, And being a guy who was into blink and Metallica and like, that's what I want anyway. So it was like, Oh, this band gives me what I want. And then I go deeper and it's like, Oh, holy shit, they have songs from my soul um, that I can't express by shouting. Like, I think Sweetness is a perfect blend of that. Oh, I was also going to say <laughs> uh, I was watching The Untouchables earlier tonight, and Kevin Costner, man, he does a Sweetness. This is your meat pod. <laughs> Oh man, I love that. Hope I didn't steal that from you guys. uh, (laughs) No, no. I I mean,
0: I thought of not doing a pun at all because it's just too much stuff. Yeah, right. It's definitely like two of the longest notes documents that I have. Oh, I'm sure.
5: Yeah, that's why I was like, maybe I'll be on another episode so this won't be five hours long. (laughs) But you know, podcast fans, give it to us.
0: That's okay. What do we have? We had two guests on for, uh, um, for place your debts. So yeah, yeah
5: that photographer was great yeah yeah, yeah such a cool awesome. dude um yeah sweetness crisp yeah. angle crisp angle is still one of my favorite ones <laughs> crisp,
1: angle, yes. crisp angle yeah <laughs> was that with the was that vacuuming david what you're talking about or I was forgot. it i couldn't remember if irony? i came up with it or you, you no know, it was you that was yours <laughs> crisp angle crisp angle <laughs> Crisp
0: angle. <laughs> or, uh or uh, 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 you specifically DM'd us with Crum and Al Energy because that was that was all Justin. That's a Justin original.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. See, so, talking about sweetness and going back to what you were saying about that show in San Diego, they shortly like maybe a show after they were up in Long Beach. That's where I saw them mm-hmm. in that same in that same uh, tour. But what I noticed, and my cousin who I was with there. We, were, we went to the merch table. And he, he even admitted to this. He's like, I'm sorry that we went to the merch table and didn't even listen to Jimmy World when we went there. But when I peeked my head in and I heard them opening with Bleed American, you know, one thing that I noted then and that I think you can kind of say now is that they've always been professional with their performances. And then, uh, like when you said you were going through their entire album, you said, "These are this is a good set of musicians. This is a good band. That's another hmm. thing that I noticed is that there's no, there's no goofy songs that they put together. Kind of like how Weezer does those. Like they've had, they've had entire albums that were just a little like gimmicky. But there's yeah. one thing I, I don't think Jimmy World has ever sold themselves out. They've always been true to themselves, and that's what I think really makes certain fans like, I'm a, I'm a lifelong fan because what they're gonna get with all subsequent albums is gonna be professionalism, good musicians, and it's yeah. another reason why I think I, we I initially had them as my second favorite out or uh, yeah. band, you know, before we. <laughs> They've essentially I mean, may, moved
5: into first bite. Yeah, may, I know. Maybe "Authority" song is is their gimmick. Uh,
1: I, I mean, but that's
5: it's my favorite album, and I, I, I don't love that track. But you guys turned me on it uh, in your episode.
1: So yeah, when you, I think it was, uh, the more you learn about it. I think the more, you yeah, was it the acoustic it. part of it? But there was a couple of chords that he plays in that that you think, okay, maybe the maybe the the bounciness of it on the record is a little bit like maybe that's a little too bubblegum pop, but. Listening to it underneath and like, nah, this is a musician that wrote this track because you can hear him the the stretch of the chords that he would play. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
5: I used to listen to Bleed American to fall asleep. And I I, I don't know if that's a if there's a better compliment because I never slept better than that either. (laughs)
2: Uh, And I was
5: having I had graduated high school. I was having a bit of a rough time sleeping like I had kind of a mental crisis about what I was going to do with my life. And I knew I wanted to move to L.A. and. Um so I that coincided with with uh right oh no sorry that's well before college sorry, that happened after college um uh, but yeah I've, I still have never slept better than that um and then I would do the same with clarity once I got clarity, which is a couple months later um but you man, you gotta be fully asleep before um before your new aesthetic comes on yeah because <laughs> that <laughs> dee, 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 that yeah wake you out of a dead sleep (laughs) Um, so you got to be either you got to stay awake beyond it or fall way asleep before it yeah (laughs) do you guys ever do that fall asleep i mean i was gonna say
0: uh, i think uh, i did that with tell all your friends for a while in high school but um and that was usually like especially my senior year i listened to love line while doing laundry was like kind of my routine sunday nights love line all night and then Love Line was what I listened to a lot. But if I were falling asleep and there were no, there was no Love Line, it would usually be a CD. And for a long time, it was Tell All Your Friends. Before yeah. oh, it was very, very likely singles as well. But yeah. Oh
2: wow. Well.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I can't remember if I listened to any albums going to sleep. I was more of like, let's turn on the TV for a bit and I'll just fall asleep to that. But I do remember there was a uh, period of time where I was listening to uh, "Love Line" falling asleep. And that was tough because you would start to drift off and then you would hear Adam Carolla's voice. And It's just, ah. <laughs> it's just start to try <laughs> to listen to it. And then I'd wake myself up because I'm trying to listen to what they're talking about. You hear him start laughing about like poop and peanut butter and, and all these different things. <laughs> and and uh, so that got a little too distracting for me, but. I was more of a TV guy falling asleep.
0: Now, hold on. You're just going to let that go ahead and beep Beep. behind you? You're just going to replace the battery on that, huh? Yeah. Have you come across Adam in uh, any of your uh, sessions?
5: I have not. He has never guested in our studio. Wow. No. I don't think he leaves his place very often.
1: Is is he still podcasting?
5: He is. I believe he's going to move to Austin.
0: Yeah, that's what I heard, yeah.
5: Yeah, I believe he's going through a divorce.
0: That sounds right. Somebody was saying, yeah. um, Allie and Bean on their podcast were talking about that he's been talking about leaving LA for like 20 years and he's and finally he's a native. Been, yeah. That's,
5: so that's weird too. Yeah. Being a native. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and shortly after, maybe the summer after working that Weezer show, I saw Jimmy World again. Opening for Blink and Green Day. Um, also amazing. I mean, obviously that was a great show. Um, did you guys ever have this happen? Now this is this is kind of embarrassing. So, the Futures Tour is uh, two thousand. What would that be? Two thousand five. Four. Four. So I'm I'm twenty two, about to be twenty three. So that's already a thing. <laughs> <laughs> And I go with this. I go to the concert with this girl who I have a crush on, but she doesn't know it. And we're good friends, and we're in the we're working together and stuff. Um, and Kill comes on, and there's the lyric, uh, "I can't help it, baby. This is who I am. Sorry, but I can't just go turn off how I feel." And so I'm like, oh, like in my head, I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta let her know tonight. And it went, it went completely terrible, and never nothing ever came of it. But luckily, we remained friends um but yeah so kill made me um confess my love for a girl <laughs> did you guys... I had a
0: very similar experience i was already with susie who's now my wife at the futures tour but at the pop disaster tour the first time i saw jimmy Eat world i met a girl in line who was there to see jimmy Eat world and i was like oh i think i, I really like their singles album and they i believe at that point that was two thousand. Was that 2000? No, that wasn't the first time I saw Jimmy Eat World then. No, it was. It wasn't the first time I saw Blink, but it was the first time I saw Jimmy Eat World. And so I was already familiar enough with, uh, with the Singles album and Bleed American at that point. So I was stoked to see them. And it was like, she was just like kind of there for the ride after Jimmy Eat World because that's who she was there to see. But like we had that like one night, like blink played rock show at that show and that was like the that was what that night was for me it yeah. was like the rock show <laughs> night and i i was like friends with her on my space and aol for a minute and uh um but like you know that was the only time we ever met was that one show and it was like the best to put so it i'm sorry film, it, it did it didn't go as poorly i suppose
5: to put it into film terms that was your before sunset. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. Or I think that's right. Before sunset. Before sunrise. Whatever the first. I, I'm
0: was. familiar with those uh, with those projects, but I, I haven't yeah, seen. Yeah. Them. I don't. Yeah. Me neither.
5: Those <laughs> little before my time. Um. Yeah. That was a weird. I mean, that Futures Tour. Thank God they they closed that night because, I know you guys are taking back Sunday fans at least from previous episodes, but like, they are god awful live. I don't know what the So hell. bad. I don't so know what bad. you
1: guys are talking about. I didn't have any issues. That was my and it was my first time seeing them live when they were in Paso. And they did a, they did a great job. I think maybe David, you showed me a video of <laughs> of
5: the lead singer the every song would just start singing, start screaming and then throw the mic so it would wrap around his neck. <laughs> oh,
0: I like that part. I like it. That's good. pretty cool. Every though he, song though? Well,
5: if you yeah. You do it I, once like <laughs> that's awesome. But that's like setting a I, guitar on fire. You do it once. Awesome. I liked, it every, I liked them. I like,
0: I saw oh. them open for Boxcar Racer in 2001, um, and they were great. Huh. And that was the last time I saw Take it Back Sunday play a great show.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah, well.
0: But that was, he was younger. It was the original lineup being scrappy and just excited to be there. Um,
1: versus now, they're just weather beaten, and
0: he never took care of his voice and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't know what but, you were talking about until I saw the video later of him and it was a really crappy concert. Like I didn't have any issues. Maybe taking it was, back Sunday shreds every day. Maybe, it was, the, maybe it was the wine talk, the, the carafe of wine that Lindsay and I had shared, but <laughs> wine uh, makes them great. Yeah. But I mean hearing him in that video on a, even like a it was just a few weeks later, and it's like that is terrible. I wouldn't even want to be up front for that.
5: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so I, I that was I've never I've never personally had a bad experience with
5: them. Oh, okay.
1: Well,
5: mm. That night. If it had ended with that, I definitely wouldn't have tried. Uh, so maybe it <laughs> yeah. would save me a little heartache. But um, I'm trying
0: to remember who they played with. I want to say it was like... Um,
5: Mates of State. Was
0: Mates of State on the Futures Tour? I hate
5: Mates of State. They were the opener, yeah. For, oh, for the San so Diego bad. show, at least.
0: You know, I feel like maybe Mates of State played at the Wiltern, but I also saw them open at... They opened the tour... Shoot, did they play twice on that? Cuz they played at um I know that that Futures show was at the Glass House in Pomona. And I don't think Mates of State played that show. I feel like the time I saw Mates of State and hated them was at the Wiltern and I couldn't remember who they opened for, but it mm. that makes sense that maybe they maybe they maybe we saw two stops on the Futures tour.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
0: that's the other hard part about this podcast is we talk about so many things but, Like it's also in one ear, out the other, and like we've probably talked to, I've probably come to the realization that I saw the Futures tour twice, but I don't remember.
5: <laughs> yeah, the um, the only tour I've missed is Invented, and for no other reason than I've just I think it, it was at the Wiltern and it was maybe a little expensive at the time for me. I don't know, there was no that reason. I, I, I love the album the
0: Wiltern later because okay. we ended up going to the Fox Theater yeah. in Pomona. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wish they were playing the glass house. <laughs>
5: uh-huh. Yeah. I don't really like the will as a venue anyway, at least on the floor level. The, the,
0: yeah, it's, it's, oh, a, it's better awkward.
5: Um, yeah. Steps, especially in a seated, a seated show. I saw a seated show there. It was terrible, <laughs> but it was also the roar. This is a whole story. Uh, my mom, after my dad passed away, I got super into Roy Orbison, like in a gross way. Uh, she thinks he's sexy, and it's just like he's the, <laughs> one of the most unfuckable people in the human race. <laughs> Those glasses, though. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you, you can't wear them forever. Um, so I went to see the the Roy hologram at the Will Turn, and it was seated, but not you know it's no, it doesn't rise enough for people to see over each other. And and f- far be it for me to tell technology people how to do their job, but like. Make the hologram 70 feet tall. Why is he normal size? It's probably an actor playing him anyway, because I don't know how else they do this. Right. Um, But make him 15 feet tall, like so the people in the back can see him. Your fans are old. They have
1: the technology, right? Yeah,
5: exactly. Scale.
1: I'm sorry, Justin, it can't be done. (laughs) Can't possibly. Can't you just scale? No, it can't be done. It can't be done. Enhance. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Uh yeah.
1: So then was the first time have you guys seen this the when they had uh, Tupac Shakur show up? Was he normal size then when they had his hologram pop up? Yeah. Okay.
0: But and, he was also performing next to people. Was Roy yeah, oh, performing next to people? Like with a voice? There was band?
5: an orchestra behind him.
0: Maybe that's why Still it would though. be weird, I suppose. But put him up high, like you know what I mean. Like, yeah, he's a, not going like to fall. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the larger than life, he might fall. Tour.
5: <laughs> not blind, so for the record, not not blind, just bad vision. <laughs> yeah, Um I took some other notes. I mean, okay. I moved to LA um, the week of the Chase to Light show. I'd already bought tickets in San Diego at the House of Blues. So I literally moved to LA on Monday and drove back to go to the Thursday night show, which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> Good, but I did it. You know, yeah. I love them, so I did it.
0: You're only young once. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly.
5: I wanted to figure out because I know, through listening to the pod, like we've we've the three of us has been at the same show a bunch.
0: Yeah, um, for sure. Just this past October yep. in Phoenix, because you flew out for it last minute. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Because did you have tickets and weren't sure if you were going to go, or did you just go and scalp them? At
5: the- I got tickets last minute through my friend who does publicity for them. Oh, right. She just took over their publicity, um, like during the pandemic. So, oh man, thank you, friend. Some, yeah. yeah. She's like, I got two tickets if you want to go. And I was like, sure. And I found a buddy who was more than willing. So it was crazy.
1: Yeah. And I told you I had to babysit Justin a little
0: bit that night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Well when yeah, oh wait, we didn't have it we didn't need to take a car, nothing like that, right? We just went straight to the venue. I just yeah. thought, you know what? I was I felt like I was with in good company and safe and so No, it was super retro. Yeah. yeah. So that one, were you at the futures um anniversary there? Yes. You were there too oh. at, uh, at Futures? 10. Futures 10 and Ventura no, Theater.
5: That was at Club Nokia.
1: That's right. That's that one I was at. Okay. Yeah
5: and that's one of my favorite shows because they blew through futures and then did an hour and a half encore that was just bouncing all over the place and awesome
0: speaking yeah actually I think Justin I went to both then because I went to Ventura yeah and that's where you and Lindsay were yeah and we saw you there and then Susie and I also went to Nokia ding we went to both that's what's up yeah that is what's up (laughs) (laughs) did you see Jim up in uh, Santa Barbara
5: no I saw him at the Masonic Lodge
0: Oh, I was there as well. They actually let us park really close because Susie was super pregnant.
5: Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I was, the sitting, dude was like, I yeah, just park right here. I was <laughs> sitting on the side very close to him and I was sitting oh, on top of the seats. Like there's oh, like nice, um, like church kind of seats on the side. And I was sitting on the top of it. I was like, fuck, let security come take me down. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Uh, we were all at the Roxy, right? Yes, that's yeah. right. Before Did you see Haley
0: Williams up in the VIP area? No no. She was rocking out She was at a good old time
5: I was Yeah my wife was have. She had like a major headache that night So it was like Or she had She had a very bad flu or something So I was kind of nursing her And she eventually went back to the car And let me Let me stay for the rest of the show
0: Oh That's a bummer Who opened that show? I don't even was think Was there an opener?
1: Them? At the Roxy What huh? blink
0: at the Roxy? It was uh, A Day to Remember was the opener but that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't recall who opened that show. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm bummed in as advance. I... I can't, I can't make it to the, the show this summer out here. Oh, Both that's shows right. So Susie and I
0: got aisle seats in the second section back. So section B, um, right near what I assume is the sound booth, but near some VIP yeah. seating, I guess.
5: Yeah. I'm in the terrace. I'm in the North terrace. One of the first rows. Nice. Uh, at the Greek, obviously.
0: Well, I was gonna say we all have to meet up, but I guess just you and I will meet up and then. Yeah.
5: Try. Well, look,
1: yeah. if things change, if if our uh, Airbnb falls through or whatever gets canceled, who knows what's gonna happen, right? I'm gonna be. There, I mean, that's summer
0: break for you, right? Yeah.
1: That is. Yeah, it's summer break, but just yeah. like the friends that we were going with. They just happened to schedule it that entire week, and I thought, oh, there's oh, two wow. dates. I can make it. I can make it both. Like the beginning and end is like when they <sighs> dates are. It uh. kind of sucks, but. You know, and, you and always like, go out to Phoenix. You know, talking about going with going to previous shows, I know you said you missed um, Invented, right?
5: Yeah, I missed Invented. Like,
1: I, I don't want to make that mistake now. I know, and I, and I know the set doesn't change much, but I don't want to have a regret in 10 years and say, like, when they've completely, they've, they say, you know what, I know we're still a rock band, we're going to put out music, but we, we're we just done touring. I don't know, for whatever reason. I don't want to have a regret now and, and say I, that there was a, series of time when i just didn't take advantage i don't want to look back on it like that and say i didn't try to go so i'm gonna go one of these shows i'm gonna go if it's out of if it's out of state i'm gonna go
0: (laughs) well and sherry recently posted a video that they played closer at the ventura futures 10 tour which i didn't remember but i did remember them playing disintegration because i have that on video yeah, I remember um, that. But yeah, those are the moments you don't want to like miss. They're like, oh, they haven't played yeah. it since this one show that I could have gone to. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. And I DM'd you guys about a show that I went to at the Del Mar Fairgrounds, or it was Delmar Racetrack because they played oh. after the races one day, like on a Thursday or something. And I raced up there with a buddy and saw, um, and they were just they they debuted Big Casino and. They might. Have, I think the set list says they did "Firefight," but I don't recall it at all. I just remember "Big Casino" being the only song I'd never heard. And would heard. it have
0: been the original version of "Firefight" then, probably with Tom singing?
5: I I don't think they. I don't remember them playing it. I would have mm-hmm. remembered that
0: because I think wasn't it was it "Firefight" or was it another? They played it "Weenie Roast" and it was like all different lyrics, and it was Tom singing. Yeah. And for the most part, the song stayed the same when Jim re-recorded it in terms of uh, melodies, but the You're sure it was "Firefight."
2: Over uh
0: in my head i'm remembering it being firefight but maybe not yeah I 44 think... jpod yeah. you only have two <laughs> episodes left to tell <laughs>
5: um and then i met i met jim in person have you guys done that
0: not yet at, at the at the at the solo show up in santa uh, Santa barbara uh my wife was like uh should we just go talk to him and i was like i guess so and no one was around him so we just went and talked to him so yeah that's great yeah. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I met him there was a fe- a festival in Phoenix called Viva Phoenix. And it was my first year the first birthday of my wife's that I spent with that you know, we met after her birthday the previous year and then this is the first time we've spent her birthday together. So we drove out to Phoenix cuz she's from Tucson, as you can see by the yeah, the, the heart sign, the, the heart in the back. <laughs> um so we drove out to Phoenix, we stayed with some friends. As soon as we hit the road, I I immediately was like, I don't feel good. I have a and I had a massive cold, but we got tickets to this music festival, and I noticed on whatever social media, I was like, oh, they they just gotten back from Australia, and they had spent the previous night at the Suns game, and I was like, well, maybe, and then sure enough, I'm in, I'm I'm standing by a show uh, a band performing, and uh, I just. Glance at the beer line and there's Jim talking to some girls. And I'm just like, "Just, just Jim, that's just Jim. <laughs> Jim. And, uh, we got some random dude to take our photo. He took a bunch with me solo and, Oh uh, dude, oh,
1: man. And my what wife, a great photo. Um,
5: yeah, he was just, just an awesome dude. And I, and I tried to play it cool. And I was like, I was also hard not to play it cool. Cause I was so sick. I was just like, I hope I don't give it to you at this point. <laughs> but, um, I was like, I've seen you guys like eight times already. You're my favorite band. Look at me. I'm not even freaking out. It's because I'm just (laughs) high on cold medicine. (laughs) um, But yeah, he just couldn't have been nicer and took a bunch of photos with me. And it was weird. It was weird after that because it was like, okay, you just met your hero. Now he's around. (laughs) And like, he's watching, like we're going, we, we went and saw Mr. Mix a lot, came back to the stage we were at. Like he was watching another band. And I was like, I don't say what's up to him again. Right. Like, and I, and, and to even leave, I had to walk past him again. And I was like, and I felt like he felt I was going to say something. And I was just like, I don't want, I shouldn't. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to let him have his night. He's watching a band. Like get out of here. So that was, that was kind of nuts. But uh yeah, I, mean, I did honestly, that
0: with, um when I met Mark Hoppus at Disneyland. Oh, wow, well. I saw him. And then I'm freaking out. We're standing in line to meet the Easter bunny. And Wes is two at this time, two or three. And um and he ends up like hanging out near us, like within 10 feet of us. Like he and his wife are waiting for somebody. And I guess they're this is where they were gonna meet up with them. And it's like 10 feet from where we are, so I'm like, okay, I'm standing here. He and his son go into the emporium, and on their way back, we kind of lock eyes. And at that point, I'm just like, I'm just gonna give him the head nod, like, hey. I see you. You're there. I'm not going to bother you, but I'm letting you know that I see you. And then he gave me the polite head, not back, and blah, 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 left it at that. And then Susie and I like to joke that his wife was probably like, you should go talk to that guy because <laughs> I was wearing, and I, I forget if I realized it at that time, but I was wearing a plus 44 hoodie oh, of wow. all things to be wearing that day. Yeah, yeah. And so he walks up and he's like, oh, you've got to be like one of the few people that still owns one of those. <laughs> and then we end up having like a 10-minute conversation. He gets my number Tells me to give his tour manager a call when we get to Vegas because Blink is playing that residency at the Palms. And he's like, "We'll get you backstage. We'll do the whole thing." And I was like, "Oh my god!"
5: <laughs> Did you take him up on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We got oh, to he amazing. he uh, we got to go meet him and Travis and Matt backstage, and then like two two uh, and then because we were backstage, we got like priority, like go into the pit and just wait and. Um, he calls me and Susie out two songs into the show, and is like, "This dude's wearing a plus forty four sweater. Let's get up here. You watch the rest of the show from side of the stage." And so I got to watch it with uh, Robert, who passed away recently, but his bass tech and uh, and Sky was there, and it, we were just hanging out. It was great. Oh, it's amazing. It was a really, really cool moment.
5: <laughs> My connection, but yeah, that was
0: after after the conversation with Mark. It was like, now we can't see him at all the rest of the day. I don't want to see him. I don't. <laughs> to ruin the moment, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to have, like you said, that awkward moment of like, yeah, yeah. do I say anything
5: again? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had our moment. We've had it. Yeah. Um, Mark, go away. <laughs> when I see a celebrity, and it happens, obviously happens a lot in my industry, but also just out in the street, I can't help but say, oh, hey. just, But like, not even to them, just like that they're there. I'm just like, oh, hey. <laughs> it happens all the time. And my first celebrity sighting was at Disneyland. Uh seventh grade, I saw Sinbad <laughs> Ooh. Uh, the comedian on uh Splash Mountain and I took a I took a photo on my disposable, you know, wind up disposable camera and I still have that photo. Yes. He's wearing the Mickey that. mouse. Was this like Mickey after mouse Shazam? T-shirt. That's,
0: that's the, Shaq. That's the movie that's that doesn't Kazam. exist though, right? Yeah,
5: yeah, exactly.
1: That's the that's the Mandela effect movie. Yeah.
5: Shaq is in Kazam. Yeah. There is no Shazam movie.
1: There is no Shazam oh, movie. Oh, did I say that? What am I thinking of? Gosh darn it. No, You're no, no, no. Thinking
0: of the movie everyone else thinks of that oh, doesn't my gosh.
1: exist. You're right. Yeah. But
0: it's, yeah. a, it's a it's it's a funny first thing. Kid, I like is it First it. Kid? Is that First Kid is good. He's I always that, liked yeah. house, house 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 Guest yeah. Which is with uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's
1: that good was one. good. That was good. So First Kid <laughs> and and House Guest had to be within like a year of one another, right?
0: Yeah. But yep. I but I love that uh, yeah. I love the Shazam reference because yeah. yeah that's the you're right 100%, that's the one that doesn't man.
1: exist which is so
0: odd because we all we all can see the movie we know right. what it is mm-hmm. I don't know why exist.
1: I conflate uh,
5: Shaq with does though it's not just you, but do. it's yeah. wild I've heard it a lot yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's um, a good one I fell so into it, it. what about any of the other guys have you met anybody else from the
5: band I've not I got a like from Zach when I posted a photo of me and my daughter on our first Father's Day. And we're both wearing matching Jamie World T-shirts. And I said, "No, no paternity test needed." <laughs> and he, I tagged everyone in the band. He's the only one who liked it.
0: Oh, that's pretty good. That's yeah. a good like. Yeah, that's a good like. And I was going to like say, I have
5: a my connection to Blink, um, is my buddy was their guitar tech before they went huge before Enemy of the State. Um, Whoa, he's listed on their Wikipedia. He gave them their first four-track recorder. To, Whoa, to what's his name? On Cam Jones.
0: Oh, I know Cam Jones. He actually played bass when Mark left for a second.
5: Yeah. And Cam
0: Jones also... He came uh, with me to no. the Phoenix show. Wait. Uh, uh, Cam Jones, did he also draw the Skanking Bunny?
5: I don't think so. I, uh, he would definitely mention that. Yeah. But he's an art... He's can I have a canvas painting of his in my house, but... Uh, Dude,
0: that's cool. Yeah, yeah.
5: So he came with me to Phoenix... And he hadn't seen them since apparently uh, they gave a tape of "Stag prevails to of, of maybe just demos or early versions in Colorado to um, Tom DeLong. And he said they just played it for hours and, and he remembered Rockstar. That was the one thing I yeah. was like, he was so bummed they didn't play it at the show. I was like, they're not going to play "Stag prevails songs at the show. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, that's the last one I know. And I'm like, well, welcome to all the rest of their catalog
0: yeah it's funny um i was searching in the research for sweetness i know mark has talked about sweetness and he's like i had a demo of sweetness before it was released and all this stuff and which is like pretty easy trivia but like he very much probably got it from the band but yeah i couldn't find that thread what i did find was him talking about when jim gave him a static prevails cassette and he thought it was before the record was released, but it turns out it was after the record oh, was, was released. And uh, it was at a show they played together in Colorado was when he got the tape. And uh, and that was – and then who was it, Justin, that we had on the show? And she was saying um, that the first time she heard Jimmy Eat World was at a Blink show. She was on Mark's bus and he was like, you want to hear my favorite band? And he played Static Prevails for her. And that was how uh, that was how that whole thing uh, came together. It's such a trip. Yeah, I don't recall who that was. Mark's a huge head for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Apologies. Like I said, everything, it's almost like too much. Like I feel like... you know, the, the parent that's trying to make it into the house in one trip with all the grocery bags. Like <laughs> I just can't remember everything and everybody, but I'm gonna have a l- huge list of people to thank in a couple episodes. So yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it's crazy. I mean he left he left the band he left working with the band right before they blew up, which is kind of insane. But yeah. he was tired of the road. He was just tired of it. He's a musician himself, but uh what's he doing now? Uh, he's a software engineer. Right, been yeah, very successful for, you know, twenty five years, um, right? Yeah, that'd be yeah, twenty five years. Still has played in several bands. The boys. Oh, Charms. I guess because you grew up down
0: there. I was going to ask how you knew Cam, but you grew up down in San Diego. So
5: yeah, yeah, my buddy played in bands that would play on shows with him, but we really didn't meet till we moved to L.A. Because we all kind of moved to L.A. at the exact same time. Got it. Um. So yeah, that's. And did I'm
0: you back. know Chris Cote too?
5: I met Chris Cote. Uh, He came and guested on, on that same going deep with Chad and JT podcast. And so uh, he's talking about how, you know, his first gig with cut you up is at Cox arena opening for blink and Phoenix TX. And I, I'm sitting there as the engineer and I'm like, that was my first concert. (laughs) I was 17. (laughs) That was my first concert in 1999.
0: Chris is just a cool banana. dude. Like, he reached yeah. out to us and was like, yeah. oh, man, I've got Jimmy Eat World stories. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I was like, let's yeah. do it, man. Come on. <laughs> that was a yeah. fun interview, too. Yeah, and, yeah. and, like, a trip for me because I, like, I was at that tour. I knew who they were, why they were there. I, Susie bought me writing a bands with Boys for Christmas. Like, I, like, devoured that DVD. Like, I knew who he was. So I was just like, oh, fuck, yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know who they were when they came on. I was very... I was super stoked because there were two drums on stage for the first song. And then as soon as the singing started, which unfortunately is Chris, I was like, and I've told this mess. I was like, wasn't really into it, Mm. but he played me something he's working on now. And I was like, Oh, I'm way more into that. So I feel like I made amends for shooting on his early, his early (laughs) work.
0: Well, Aaron, is there anything else we haven't touched on? um, Before we let you go and, uh, and, and, uh, play with, do some time play and record and yeah. ne- then we'll record this sweetness <laughs> episode which everyone's yeah. already heard at this point. Yeah, yeah.
5: I mean there's well the other thing I wanted to mention too was was a weird thing that, that came out, out of nowhere. Is my dad passed away in 2019. And then re-listening to I was I was I used to play music when, or play, have music playing while I was in the shower and my sundown came on. Have you ever I mean you guys obviously covered it and like you know what the lyrics are but like it's about someone dying basically you know I don't know if you've cried in the shower lately but um it's weird how that song re-hit me later um but in terms of sweetness I don't know I just I love it I, I play it you know when I when I goof around in my new telly that I just I saw
1: that man is that butterscotch uh,
5: butterscotch blonde butterscotch blonde, blonde yeah yeah it's so sweet um yeah i i just love it i can't i can't get enough of that song and and a praise chorus and the middle now and i love when they brought don't if you don't don't back in the set i was like yeah Yeah. it's there's
1: so much from bleed american that is what i'm here for (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah obviously you
5: know um uh hear you me everyone's you know melt stirring but you know if you don't yeah i like to
0: talk about like bleed american is not fair to include in an album ranking for this band (laughs) yeah because it's too ubiquitous like it'd be like i don't rank enema the state when i'm ranking blink records like it's just too hard to think of that outside of the pantheon of the of the discography it just exists on its own plane (laughs) yeah Yeah.
5: you just reminded me too i was on i was in the music video for man overboard
0: oh what at the belly up tavern then
5: nice senior in high school
0: and uh oh man how, was how, that? how many about. times did they play through the song <laughs> a thousand, a thousand. <laughs> was my that buddy... Malloy's? did they direct that
5: no marco siega oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay yeah the, he was doing the, the stuff with... yeah 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 um yeah my buddy got on stage and crowd surfed and like so he's oh, kind so of rad. he's more visible in the video i'm just in the crowd but
0: I remember that was the first time I saw Tom with bangs. I was like, what is happening with his hair? (laughs) Yeah, man.
2: Just
5: been listening. Sorry, guys. I've been listening to Cure a lot. Yeah, right. (laughs) Losing
3: his mind. And I'm reaping all the benefits. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm so glad I I had that. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, dude, this was super rad. I, yeah. Thank yeah. you. For, I mean, it was, I didn't, I didn't anticipate going uh, through a podcast retrospective as well um, of our own pod and the technical side of podcasting. Yeah. I hope everybody was really into it.
5: Yeah. And I can't stress to you enough, like how as a fan, like it's like the title of my, my iTunes review is like, I thought I knew this band really well and granted they've, they'd, don't individually have Wikipedia pages. I don't know if they do now, but they didn't for years. I think they still don't, right? So you don't really. Each know. member, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have a bone to pick with you, David, real quick. <laughs> okay, On the going. last <laughs> episode, you said Rick needs to cut his hair, and I cannot disagree more. Oh. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> he looks disagree like a more. Norse god with yeah. flowing locks, man. Rick has, Rick has. I love Rick because. He has changed his look so many times. Every album, it's like, "What's Rick's look now?" Right, right. <laughs> now it's super long hair. Like you know, Jim is obviously aged backwards. Zach is still Zach. Tom might also be younger. He might be a vampire. He's got a know.
0: he's got a portrait up in his attic that's aging, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah,
5: or an hourglass that's moving really slow. Um, but let uh, I, I mean Rick let rick rock like that's all yeah, I say. yeah man you know <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll accept your scorn yeah yeah,
5: yeah. But this is super sweet thanks thanks so much for having me on guys i i still have t- you know as much as long as i've been listening i still have a bunch of episodes to catch up on so i was and, gonna
0: ask where where oh, 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 it sounds like you're caught up are you sort of like jumping back and forth or yeah I, in?
5: I, I was like I was having a hard time getting caught up, so I was just like, well, I'll just go to the newest and make sure I always listen to the newest one.
0: How alienating are them? Are there inside jokes or things that we reference back in past episodes, and you're just like, oh, I guess I'll have to go back and hear that or no. in context? Okay, no, I don't good. think That's good to know. No, I don't
5: think so. Because I do then,
0: usually send people to, they'll be like, oh, where should I start? And I just send them to the discography page, and I'm like, mm, just find your favorite song. Yeah, exactly. Like, which yeah, which album yeah, yeah. and which song and exactly.
5: That. One problem I have is that I switched... I, like, abandoned the Apple Podcast app because I was just having so many problems with it. Um, so now I'm on Pocket Cast, and you, That's all, right, sh- you all should be too.
0: I use um, Overcast, which um, I know the developers are, are friendly, um, but yeah. I, I got really into the Overcast, like, UI, and I really like um, Marco, who is the developer of it, so, like, I just stay on that.
5: Yeah, so I just don't really know exactly what episodes I've already heard. I guess I'm just going to have to re-listen to Dizzy. I don't... I mean, I probably... <laughs> I probably listened to it. It's one of my favorites. But I guess I'm just going to have to go back. <laughs> if it, if it's too repetitive in my head, I can turn it off, but... Yeah, there you go. But I'm glad I have, I have so much to catch up on. I, I hope that as they put out music, obviously you guys will put out a new episode
1: Yeah.
5: Um, to correspond with that. I, I love the idea of um every album... You know, maybe once a month, do an entire album as an episode. Uh, If you want to do their solo stuff, I think that's a great idea. Jim, I mean, Jim's only put out an EP, so at least that I know of, but you guys will find more, I'm sure. And Zach has two songs, The Wretched Desert, so. That's right. I don't know what Rick's up to. Do a vodka tasting one episode? (laughs) We could. I still have the
1: the bottle that David gifted me for Christmas one year. That's right. Rest in so, peace, cast works. <laughs>
5: yeah. So yeah,
0: I'm pretty so, sure I probably dust off a bottle over there too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Aaron, I'll tell you what, man. It's I mean, having someone that's that appreciates the episodes, and not just the fact that we're doing it, but like you can bring back, bring up episodes that you've listened to and enjoy it. It's it's a humbling feeling that I get. I'm sure you know yeah. David shares the sentiment, but just knowing that someone's out there listening to it and appreciates the time and effort and all this. Yeah, really time. Let me, it's been let three me put and a half years. Way.
5: I record 20 podcasts a week. I listen to some on my own as I drive in or whatever just for pleasure. Uh my time is precious. I have a 2-year-old, but I still make time for the show. <laughs> so. Oh man. What more can you want? Thanks, I mean talk about I think chills. we were really nervous at the <laughs> beginning and then it
0: began sounding it, it began feeling like shouting into a void, which was nice and made us like able to concentrate and just consistently like one foot in front of the other put episodes out. Um, but then like, Oh fuck, like people are actually listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's nothing you would have wanted to <laughs> plug. Was there, or else, uh, before we let you go, we could have you.
5: No, I mean, if people want to follow me at, at Aaron Brungart, which is impossible to spell a, a R O N B R U N G A R D T on Instagram or at Hilarinus on Twitter. H I L A A R O N O U S. Um, yeah, you can find my terrible uh, attempted humor on Twitter, or pictures of my daughter and guitars on uh, Instagram. Hell yeah, nothing wrong with that. I'll be promoting this episode for sure.
0: So thank you, thank you for being a listener, yeah. and uh, and thank you for sharing your stories yeah. and uh, and chatting with us about Jimmy Eat World and sweetness and podcasting.
5: Yeah, keep it up.
0: And i uh, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll leave it to you. I will say, everyone, please be excellent to each other.
5: And party on, dudes.
2: (laughs) Yes.